1: And And that was the Van Betty with ups and downs. That could be the theme of this show, right? Ups and downs. Get the funk out. Hope nobody's in a funk this Monday morning. And uh, you are tuned to KUCI eighty-eight point nine FM right here in Irvine. And two very special guests. First up, Sasha Boudreaux. She's back on to talk about her very very moving documentary called Walking Tall. I'm going to have her fill in all the details right now. Good morning, Sasha. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jane. Oh, sure, (laughs) sure. Uh, Well, I loved your last documentary, and this one is very powerful. Could you tell me about Walking Tall? So
0: Walking Tall follows the journey of a man who broke his neck in 2012 while running in the waves in Santa Barbara. Um, He's running Uh. in waist-high water, small waves. Rogue One hit him, and he was face down in the water, paralyzed from oh, the neck down. Gosh. Literally thought his life would end right there. Uh, he was actively drowning. He was subsequently saved and told he would never walk again, That he would live his life as a quadriplegic in a wheelchair with full-time care. Awesome. I met Mark. I'm also a physical therapist. That is my formal education before becoming a filmmaker. And I saw Mark in his home right after returning from the rehabilitation hospital. And he could, he had a little movement of his arms. He could hardly, he couldn't really scratch his face. Uh, he could really kind of hardly get to it. And he began to wiggle his toe one day. Oh my and gosh. I said, I said, you know what this means? And he's like, of course, I have no idea what this means. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, you can probably walk again. Um, it's going to take a lot of work.
1: Sure.
0: It's going to take a lot of pain. Um, but if you put that in and you got the right therapist along the way, you will be able to walk again and maybe even snowboard. He was a big, big snowboarder.
1: How and big? Excuse me. How big a guy was he? Or is he? Mark is probably 6'2", maybe a big guy.
0: Yeah. 200 pounds or so, 210. Wow. Yeah. He was in, he was, in, um, he was a builder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just before this, he had lost everything in the financial, with the financial crisis. So he was already in ultra crisis mode. Like, can life get any worse? Yes. And then he broke his neck.
1: Ugh. And it sounds like such a freak accident. I mean, it doesn't... Absolutely. You know, yeah. like it could happen to, in any to anyone. You just don't think about it. If anyone's been to...
0: It's near Stern's Wharf, where it happened in Santa Barbara. It's really mellow. Mm-hmm. And you would never anticipate something like this happening. Whew. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So your so, background is physical therapy. I have my doctorate in physical therapy, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I, uh, so I'm a neuromuscular musculoskeletal specialist. That is what I went
1: to to be practical <laughs> before getting back into <laughs> art. <laughs> <laughs> the practical side to us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we can't fight that artistic passion, right? Right, exactly. It, it seeps up, you know, and right. it overcomes in exactly. this great,
0: beautiful way.
1: I know. But I love how you merge the two worlds. Yes, yes. So I told Mark when he began to twitch that toe, you know, that...
0: that that the whole process needed to be filmed, and he thought I was nuts. He's like, he couldn't <laughs> roll over, he couldn't <laughs> do anything. He's like, what are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> so um, his entire recovery has been filmed, and oh he um, he is now not just walking without a walker or a cane or anything. He is golfing. He is rock climbing. What? And he is set to snowboard this coming winter.
1: <sighs> oh. is he married? By the way.
0: Oh, he's a single
1: man, lady. man. No, I, I don't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking that for that reason. I was thinking, no, oh, my too- gosh, <laughs> if, if he had a wife or a girlfriend, they must have been, like, you know, completely blown away what was going yep. on.
0: He had to move back in with his mother when this happened. Um, and his mother is a wonderful, wonderful person, um, really caring. They have a really good relationship. But he was in the hospital, bed, and he came home with two caregivers, mm-hmm. and they had a new baby um, mm-hmm. to care for him 24 hours a day. Oh, my so, gosh.
1: What a story. Yeah,
0: when you can't move at all, you have to be turned, especially with your the skin, because the, the skin, after something like a spinal cord injury, is a lot more delicate mm-hmm. uh, than it would be normally, and people can develop what are called pressure sores.
1: Oh, yes, I heard people, about
0: that. Yeah, so people need to be turned every two hours, and he needed to be, um, at first he needed to be fed. He eventually, with ad- adaptive devices, was able to eat, but couldn't sit up on his own. Again, couldn't scratch his face, mm-hmm. couldn't wipe food off his mouth. It's just so many things.
1: Incredible. When did he first start being able to use his hands again?
0: Um, In in the rehabilitation hospital, um, they worked with him to be able to use on a very general level. Like, he had to have everything adapted Mm -hmm. because he could just make really big, bold movements at first, not any... He had, didn't have dexterity or anything like that. And again, he would, he when he describes trying to scratch his face, he's like, I just I just hit myself and slapped myself across the face <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't Poor like guy. Couldn't, you know, guide that. Yeah.
1: Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so what has this process been like making this documentary?
0: Um It's been really wonderful. Mark is an incredible person to work with. He is a testament to what it means to be determined and to believe in not only yourself, but those people that work around you and to trust them and to give it 150% every day. Um, He, I mean, he doesn't complain. Mm. He'll say something's difficult, but he doesn't complain. And he doesn't even give himself the option of failing.
1: Oh and I gosh. think that
0: has been a big reason why he's been able to come so far.
1: Whew, I have chills. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. He doesn't complain. Right. right. So this has been, this process of coming back has been, what, two years at least?
0: Yes. He was injured September, I believe it was the 28th of 2012. We were, we met in December of that year. Mm-hmm. And so it's been since then.
1: Incredible. Yeah. What does this whole project meant to you? Oh,
0: boy. That anything's possible. That we need to believe in ourselves. That community is essential. Because without the Santa Barbara community, especially their rehabilitation hospital, uh, he couldn't have gotten this far. Yeah. Um, that hope and will and determination really are essential to get through things. Mm-hmm. If we look at ourselves, like had Mark looked at himself as a victim, He'd still be that victim in the hospital bed,
1: yes, absolutely,
0: but he didn't, and he saw the other side of the coin, and he he describes it really well. He explains that when it first happened, he felt like his whole body was in a calf, so he couldn't move anything, yeah he just tried to break out, break out, and all the physicians are saying, you know stop doing that, stop, you're gonna you know just stop and he didn't listen
1: that's okay, <laughs> that's
0: great though. <laughs> and, He, one day, that's what it took for him to start being able to move. Yes. And um, he just wouldn't take no
1: for an answer. He refused to be like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, the theme of the show is get the funk out, you know, because you've been on the show before. And you just said his hope, his will, his determination. That's what it takes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even when someone might say, you know, I'm really sorry, but it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think too, part living in LA,
0: you know, everyone tells you everything's impossible, <laughs> <Right>. and um, <laughs> yes, so, you just need to have that grit, that will, and that determination, and a plan, of course, and hard work. But just keep trudging forward because there's always another side to things. There's always there's always that success behind the perceived failure, and I think so many people get stuck in the failure aspect of whatever's happening in their life. And sometimes that can be a cycle. Right. And if you change the way that you approach that and look at it as a stepping stone for maybe it's growth, maybe it's, um, maybe you, that was supposed to happen to put you in a different direction, um, that there is something positive on that other end. Mark, through all of this, has come up with an invention. Really?
1: Yes. Can you, um, can you talk about it? I don't it? know if I'm
0: oh. <laughs> allowed to mention the name of it, but okay. he does have a patent um, patent that he secured on an invention to help people who are learning to walk again in the water. Oh, Great. Yeah. Look at that. And it, it's really, really been um, a positive thing. He was just at a trade show, was it this last week or the weekend before in San Diego,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, to start talking about it and start marketing it. So. Incredible.
1: Yeah. You know, what's really powerful to me is you had this um, intuition, if you will, that he was going to move and he just from his toe. I mean, and then, I mean, the fact that you felt like, you know, it's not just going to be his toe or his hand. It's going to be his whole body is going to be out of that bed is is amazing.
0: Right. And he thought I was not.
1: Um, (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) but. I know enough about the human body as well to see that as a sign of what's possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, nerves for a long time, people thought they wouldn't regenerate that, you know, what was done was done. And they found that many times you can, to a certain level, regenerate that nerve. Mm -hmm. Uh, It depends on the type of, you know, how much damage is done and things. But he had what's called a complete spinal cord injury. So there was, according to the physician, zero chance, really, or maybe it was like 0.01% or something small, which is that he would bad. ever walk again. Right. And, but but that's not, I don't ever treat patients based off of what the paperwork says, I treat based off of what's happening mm-hmm. in front of me. And it's a whole combination of their psychology, which leaves everything, based off of their physical ability.
1: Well, let me ask you this, because, you know, we have bones that break and they heal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as if his injury really healed itself. I mean, and people, then the doctors will say, well, that's not possible. But it did.
0: Um, But it did because the way nerves work, you have to send certain signals. It's kind of like a command center. Uh You have to, like, send this command from, you know, your brain down down the nerve, just to keep it simple, down the nerve to to have the muscle make an action. That then sends another signal back up to the brain to tell your, your brain what happened to relay the next one. -hmm. That's a very simple way to kind of explain how we work. Okay, the nerves are like a circuitry system, so we need to use our nerves in a very specific manner for a specific task. Mm -hmm. And if we if we stimulate those in that manner, then with more stimulation, they can work more easily and more easily and more easily. Seeing what going down to the toe, I mean that's other than um, bowel and bladder. that's the furthest down um, as far as muscular movement goes in the body, for the most part. Right. And so seeing that, that tells me that, that that nerve can conduct a signal that far down. That, far down. So that nerve can conduct a signal that far down, and the injury's way up. Yes. Why wouldn't the other ones be able to? But sure. he has to create that in his head and keep sending that signal.
1: Yes.
0: That's like that breaking out of the calf. And then eventually, boom, the signal makes it down to the muscle. That connection happens.
1: But what's remarkable is he had you whispering in his ear or just being his cheerleader saying, y- you can do this. So he was signaling to his brain, I can do this. Right. Right. And he needed right. that.
0: Right. Yep. And then he did have a team of therapists because I eventually released him, which didn't go over well at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I said, you, you need to move on and you need to work with more equipment. Yes. Um you, you need to go back to they have a what's called an outpatient center so basically it just means you walk in and out like a clinic okay. at the hospital and I said you need what they have.
1: Yes.
0: And you know his mom and I think his mom more than him thought I was giving up on him for a short while and I said no no oh. like I need you to move forward.
1: Right, the next level.
0: Yes, the next level. Yeah. And he did and um that it it he had a great team all along. From the very beginning all the way through, he had a really great team.
1: So at what point did he start walking? Was it uh, last year? Was it a while ago? Oh, actually walking
0: kind of blurs together at this point. Um, it was probably, yeah, it was more, probably about a year ago, I would say, maybe a little more than a year ago. So
1: about two and years after it, it was yeah.
0: It was really painful for him at first even to stand up. They put him in what's called a standing frame.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's
0: basically an external device. Okay. To allow you to stand, and it was so painful for him, oh. um, just to even try that and the de- the device is really holding you up, your body's not doing much
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and then he would he progressed to taking a couple of steps, but with a lot of help, and then from there, you know doing um using a walker with help, yes, and a couple of poles with help, and now I mean. <laughs> I have to laugh every time if I give him a hug and he's standing, that takes a lot because I'm not knocking him over and he's <laughs> able to stand and he can give a really strong hug and it's like, oh, you have no idea.
1: <sighs> uh, unbelievable. <Yeah. laughs> and so you have all of this in your documentary of this whole progression?
0: Right, so, so the, the whole thing so far has been filmed, mainly like the first, like the first time he's able to do this, yes. to do that. Yes. But a lot of the struggles as well because it was really painful for him and really difficult.
1: Uh, but I, This is just so moving to me I, I'm sitting here with chills the entire show Now are you wanna, I want you to talk about Your Hatch Fund fundraising campaign
0: Yes, yes. so what we need now um, We're raising Funds um, for Final filming so we need to capture Some interviews still We need to get um, some beautiful shots Of Santa Barbara just to make it, make it A documentary that's really beautiful to watch As well yeah. and for post production For the editing uh, process And the audio process and um, so we're asking that people donate to help us do this. We are, our minimum goal right now on Hatch Fund is 20000 Our stretch goal is fifty. The larger amount allows us to come out with a better project nice. and have a better, like, music, for instance, hire a more skilled editor, things like that. Right. Um, but 20000 is the bare bones minimum to at least put this the final pieces together. And so we're asking that people help us because this is this is a story that needs to be told to the greater population. This is a story that will help a lot of people get through whatever they need to get through in life.
1: Is he gonna go on to do public speaking? Because he should. (laughs) I mean We have Mark starting a book right now, um,
0: (laughs) because (laughs) (laughs) this is out of Mark's realm. He's We kind of laugh. We're like, Mark, sorry, but your story is really incredible. And he's a bit shy about it. He's very, very humble. And he has he's starting a book, and that we hope will be released along with the film so we can help promote the book as well about this journey. And I told him exactly what you're talking about. I said, mm-hmm. you need to go around and speak about this. Oh, yeah. Um, but he, he's got to grow into that because he, he feels like, you know I don't want to talk about me I don't want to talk about me I said but it's not about you it's, it's not. about all the, people the impact
1: yes it's yeah. about helping others that are going through the similar thing and how to get them That's out of that and if there's a video you put together I did put it up on my blog which is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org but if do you have a website for this documentary
0: not yet right. um we will be putting one together probably in the next month. We do have the u r l walking tall I it's walking tall doc, dot com okay um and there will be a Facebook page as well. This has just been a re- something that we haven't um we haven't spoken about publicly until now um mm-hmm. needing the funding, so right now what's available is just on the hatch fund site
1: okay, and I put that link on uh Towards the bottom of your bio, uh, in your own words, because you go into great detail about, you know, what you're doing and the launch of this fundraising campaign, so uh, it is on there. Again, it's, it's getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Now that you've done this documentary, I mean, do you feel like you've found your passion in life? I mean, it's you, <laughs> you know, you've, mel- you've kind of blended a lot of different interests.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> art art is art's my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, Including filmmaking, um, I I got into film really kind of on accident, and ended up with a camera in my hands one day. <clears throat> I've been a long time photographer, Great. and and ended up filming. And from that, went to being one of the cinematographers on a show, to director of photography, to now director producer. And it's one of those things where time stands still. Um, mm-hmm. Where creating it really is something that I built to do and I feel I was born to do I I saw so much in the medical field that needed to change and one-on-one was okay but I really wanted to affect a greater change I wanted to make a bigger impact
1: beautiful yeah
0: and I feel like that can be done through visual media
1: you know I I'd heard about you and then I heard about this project and I thought this is incredible I mean I really hope once it's completed I can imagine it going on to different film festivals Thank you. I really can. So this is going to take months to wrap up. I mean, obviously you're waiting to get some funding and the team to finish up.
0: Right. So when, once the funding is secured, um, so like Hatch Fund, we only, it closes, I believe, on the 26th of this month. So there isn't much time left to, to help raise that funding. And Hatch Fund is similar to like Kickstarter, but it's a nonprofit that helps artists. So it's fully tax deductible. That's good. And... Um, 100% goes to the artist. And once that is secured, the interviews will be filmed in a matter of weeks, and the post-production will, emit, will begin immediately thereafter. We're looking at probably July or August for finishing this. Okay. We'd like it to go to Sundance this year okay, and, um, and premiere there.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah. Is there any other info you would like the listeners to know before we wrap up?
0: Just, again, just to please help us. This, can, this is a community effort, and mm-hmm. to know that a little bit can go a long way and does make a really big difference, and it will impact a lot of people. And to thank everyone for listening and for your support, again, I, I, it's, it's really powerful when communities come together to build something.
1: Yes. And, you know, it's this is an incredible story because there are so many people that do have these kind of injuries that they certainly don't recover the way he did.
0: No, this is very rare, let alone to have it on film. Yes. Um, It's very, very, very rare. And Mark is really I mean, I've never I've never seen this happen. Mm -hmm. I figured I mean, I, I figured all of this was possible, but I mean, this was best case scenario and he's making it happen. And <laughs> you know, and not only that, yeah. but he's he's been a mentor to those at uh, Santa Barbara Cottage Rehabilitation Hospital. He's been a mentor to those there because mm-hmm. he still goes every day for four or five hours and works oh. hard. And again, with his invention, that's helped a lot of other people, and that will go out into the community. So he's really been able to make a positive impact with what it seemed like an absolutely devastating. It was a devastating injury, but it looked like it basically almost life. Life ending in many yes. ways. Yeah.
1: What was he doing before this all happened? I'm just curious.
0: He was a, uh, I believe was a general contractor, and mm-hmm. he had built up quite a business in Santa Barbara. Uh, he was set to do like a sixty million dollar wine uh, business in addition to everything else he was doing, but with the financial crisis. Uh, the bank stopped funding a lot of the loans that these guys were depending on. Mm-hmm. And so it completely devastated him, and he had had to move um, onto his boat and had to realize, like, he was, I think, 56, 57 when this started. Okay. Had to realize, like, okay, i got to start over.
1: Oh, at 56, 57. And that 57, was, that was yeah.
0: before he landed on his head and broke his neck.
1: Oh. You know, mm-hmm. and so many people really probably wouldn't have bounced back. He had such determination.
0: Yes. Yeah. He just doesn't, he doesn't accept no, and he doesn't that's accept, um, he doesn't accept that there's a, a limit. That's that what it takes, a limit.
1: yes. That's what it takes. Yep. You know, to kind of ignore everybody. But you be- you were standing there believing in him, and he needed it. Oh, that, absolutely, so.
0: absolutely. Um, and I think any, any good therapist would. If, if you, uh, and I'm, a, I'm pretty intuitive as well, just with the human body. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's because of my artistic nature or what. In addition to my science brain, I have a very right and left brained, and I can see a lot of times what's possible that many others cannot see and a lot of good therapists can see that and can push for that and I have met a lot of the therapists I've interviewed quite a few of them up there that he's worked with, and he was fortunate enough to have majority of the therapists think that way
1: amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me just uh, throw out your. Info, again, for people that are listening, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's it's a Hatch Fund campaign, and it's mm-hmm. tax-deductible. It is on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Sasha Boudreau, thank you so much for calling in. This has been unbelievable. Thank you so much, Jane. I really enjoyed it. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. If you missed any part of today's show, it will be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. You are listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine Again, that was Sasha Boudreaux talking about her documentary Walking Tall, and I'll have uh, the complete conversation up on my blog within an hour after I wrap. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with director Jillian Ar- Arminante, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, I will get that correct. She's going to talk about Kittens in a Cage, and again, that's on my blog as well, the trailer. It's hilarious. It's a, uh, It's a... Must-watch women in prison comedy series, and uh, it's very, very funny. I got a chance to check it out. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with Jillian talking about kittens in a cage.
0: Uh-huh. 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 If you wanted to uh, come and get it. I know how much you do. If you were a guy. I just might give it to you. I am the
1: it girl, and it can.